Hi, friend, and welcome. I'm Marilyn Neese. Thank you for joining my podcast, Express Light. I believe we each have a unique gift and ability. Being created by nature, I had the desire to start my own business, and I know firsthand how important it is to blend creativity and business together. It has not always been easy for me, but I have successfully built my boutique serving people from all over the world. Because of my experience, I am passionate about helping others like myself who are looking to express light in their own lives through their gift, skill, or talent, and make a living doing it. If that's you, tune in each week as I provide tips, interview those who are successful in their craft, as well as share enlightening stories of how to build a business as a creative entrepreneur. Welcome to Express Light. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me again today on Express Light. I am joined today with Alexia Malaki. She is the founder of Heart of Show Business and also a Hollywood film entrepreneur. Thank you so much for joining me, Alexia. Um, I'm going to roll in and let you share with my listeners how you got started in what you're doing and a little bit of a background before we get into some of our questions. All right. Wonderful. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on, on your show. I love your store. You know, I'm a client, so it's, it's, it's always good to, to give a shout out to the beautiful things that you have up in lovely Monterey. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's lovely to be speaking to you. Um, so gosh, you know, you always say, can you say your life story in five not even in three minutes or less. So I'm going to try to endeavor it because I think it's really, really important. I I started in the business when I was 18 years old. So basically 30 plus years doing it. Uh, you know, I went to the school of hard knocks. So, you know, some people say you need a college degree to pursue your dream. It's not true. If you are a self-starter, if you're somebody who has a thirst of knowledge and really looks at people's life as an example, like see what are they doing that is successful? You know, what are they doing that matters? And does that apply to me and my personality and who I'm about? You know, that's really what it's about. I mean, you can go and be studying books all day long, but it, it doesn't really matter that you're going to be succeeding, right? So I'm the school of hard knocks girl. So I just basically said, you know, I'm going to go off and I'm going to work on something where I can use my languages. I speak six languages and, and, uh, the universe just delivered me like fresh out of high school, a translation or interpreting job for a big film convention where there was this Italian uh, producer who didn't speak a word of English and he needed to go and make some deals with Hollywood players and he needed someone who spoke English. So I ended up doing that. I loved it. I love that whole creativity, um, Hollywood meets the world, you know, sort of synergies and, uh, you know, by the time that was over, he said, hey, do you want to work with me? I'll, I'll pay you money um, every month to just continue doing what you're doing. And I picked up a few clients along the way while I was doing that. And then, you know, fast forward two years later, my mother and I, who's my business partner, and she's my best friend. People go, how do you work with my mother? I do. She's amazing. She's a badass, even at 70 plus right now. And we started a company together and we started selling American movies all over the world to profit. We started going to all the big film festivals, all the big markets and everything. Mind you, with no financing whatsoever, um, we had like 
there was no bank giving us any loans. We did it all on our own. So, you know, I love what you're doing with entrepreneurs and startups because we really were the OG startups. And, you know, fast forward then again, 10 years into that, I was like, okay, I need to pivot right now. I am so sick and tired of like selling other people's movies. I love championing storytellers uh, from other sides of the world and bringing them into Hollywood and vice versa. I love bringing Hollywood people to discover the world and the beauties of filming abroad. And I said, I'm a super connector. There is a way that I can make money off of it. So we created a little studio films and uh, you know we're in our 20th year in the business. We produced uh, 28 movies and documentaries and shorts. I created a podcast as you have during the pandemic, which is called The Harder Show Business. And it's all about giving uh, tips, mindset tips and, and uh, business strategies. And also, you know, just helping artists out there because it's so important. Artists are the, the most fragile creatures that we are going to find, but yet at the same time, they can change worlds, right? Through their yes, story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think they're like a little mini solopreneur, you know, like we're talking about startups, they're their own startups and they need to have people that are going to protect them and they need to have the skills and the tools in order to navigate, which is called the heart of show business, right? It's not just show friends, it's show business. There right. is a business aspect to it. And so that's a little bit how everything, you know, got born <laughs> and I, became that. I absolutely love your startup story. It is so true. I mean, listen to that. That's exactly how I started. I mean, it's hard knocks. And I think when you have a passion to pursue your dreams, your dreams are possible. And I love how you mixed in that your mom is part of it too, because I think sometimes, you know, it doesn't matter who you connect with. It matters that you have a desire to start up and what a fun story for your family to just have such an impact on so many lives. I think it's cool that you started from nothing, that you just took an idea and you pursued it and you you went on and you made your dream happen and look at where you are. I mean, it's incredible, your story. Oh, thank you. So today, what I would love to do too is kind of ask you some tips when you're speaking to the solopreneur, I'm that, when you're also speaking to the artists, you know, a lot of times those artists and those startups, it's intimidating to get on stage. It's intimidating to get out and show yourself on social, but it's so necessary. You're right. It's, you know, if you're really going to sell your art and you're going to pursue your dream of that, you have to have that business aspect where you're selling your product. I mean, nobody wants to sell themselves nobody wants to get out there and really push. I shouldn't say no one, <laughs> most people, especially an artist, if you're shy and, you know, more of an introvert or if you're, you know, just that personality um, or you're just not a showy person, but it's a part of business. So what are some tips and strategies that you would give someone who's in a startup position that is thinking, okay, I have to start putting myself up, you know, what are some presentation ideas and that kind of thing that you would offer? I love this question. Well, first of all, I would have to say that we have to remember that we are a brand, Mm -hmm. Um, whether we like it or not, people think that, you know, a brand has been, you know, Gucci or Louis Vuitton or so, or Tesla. Um, Tesla was created by Elon Musk. I mean, so the people are always behind the brand, right? Mm -hmm. So nothing has been CNN, it's Ted Turner, you know, I mean, you're looking at Virgin, Richard Branson, you actually know the names of those creators. So you actually think you're giving more importance to the brand 
of what you see, which is the product, than the person behind it, which is really what the brand is about. So you have to start looking at yourself like a brand and say, what are my gifts? Um, what am I, what have I been called to do? What I'm here to bring to the world? And how can I breathe life into the product that I'm selling, whatever it is that you're selling, right? Whether you're selling yourself, your business, clothes, you know, movies, you're always selling something. So you have to really learn to be a, a master salesperson, but not in a slimy, salesy kind mm. of way. You know, um, you know, I, I watched some of your Instagram videos and I love it because you're very authentic. You're like, oh, here, look at my store. Look at this piece that I got. You're not there going, well, you know, it's this and this and that. You're just kind of having fun with the things that you're bringing into your store. And I think you know, we're all scared of the camera. I was myself a little bit scared because I've always been working with actors and filmmakers and producers. So I'm used to putting them mm -hmm. on the timeline and I'm always a person behind saying, hey, you look good, you do this, you stand there. So I was sort of like directing them and I'm like, well, I got to get in front of the camera. I've got to step up, you know, and I'm not going to lie. It was challenging even for me. So, you know, me living in Hollywood and having done the red carpets, I have to learn how to stand, how to pose, how to find the light, which clearly I'm not finding today for some reason. <laughs> it's just come, coming and going, but it's who cares? You, you have to wing it. You know, you just have to show up as your authentic self and find that point of connection between you and your audience. And the, the only way that you're going to do that is through being authentic and real. You know, um, you don't need copy. You Yes, of course, we all need email marketing strategies. We need to have a little database and send our newsletters and do all those things. But ultimately, it's when you show up on camera, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, uh, whatever it is that you're using in your store, talking to people, people buy into you. They do not buy into your product. Your product comes second. So I think that's something that is very, very important. And the only way that you're going to get stronger is to love yourself a little more, um, acknowledge your gifts a little more, you know, find your place in the world a little right. more. It's right? interesting that you say that because, you know, to be honest, I don't, I don't love the camera. I've already expressed that. I, I am working on my own self to start presenting myself better. And I've been rolling out videos and you're right about the product versus the person, because here I am wanting to share, you know, the items that I have in the store and whatnot, but the ones that get the most attention are the ones when I'm actually talking or present in the videos. And I'm like, you know, it just shows that we're all craving that human connection. You know, we products are one thing, but, but the friendship that you get through the business service the art and whatnot. I mean, that's that's really what makes the product come to life. For sure. Yeah, and people remember you. People remember, don't remember the product, but they remember you, right? So, I mean, how many times have you gone into even a gas station and then somebody's, you know, helping you clean up the your your windshield or whatever, your dash, whatever it's called. And then you go, oh my gosh, that person was so nice. And then you automatically want to go back into that gas station. It's really not because it's selling better price gasoline. Well, sometimes it is in today's world. We have to be <laughs> careful about that. But we have to look after the, you know, in, in day and age. But it's really about the person. And I think that when people say, look at the camera, it's so scary. If you 
if you remember that you are not talking to a camera, but you are talking to someone who in that moment, you might be making their day just because they see you right. and know of that, what's beyond the camera, it's not the machine, then that's going to help you get into a place of full peace and presence where you're able to show up and not care whether your hair is right, whether you're not here, whether the light is, who cares? If you can make a connection with someone who's maybe having a shitty day and they see you smile or you, you see them showing a clothes or you're telling them about your personal story, uh, people are going to go, wow, you know, I want to, I want to be in your space. And that's really what being a successful person is, is, is knowing that you're attracting people who want to be in your world and in your right. space. Right. And it is about giving, like you said, I have a personal story there too. Recently, I had a chance to kind of give a little film feedback and it was out of my comfort zone in the location. And I'm not kidding. I was like shaking in my boots to do it, but I did it to push myself. And afterwards I got to thinking the reason I was probably so nervous was because I was focused on my presentation. I wasn't focused on the person that I was speaking to. And had I been I would have been much more relaxed and calm because I would have been thinking about that person. So. Exactly. Because, you know, let's face it, does it really matter what the critics are going to say? There's always going to be critics, right? Mm -hmm. So we can't, we're never going to be perfect. Even when we're perfect, there's going to be somebody on the other side of the Instagram, the TikTok, the video, when you're having a Zoom call, trying to pitch your startup or what, there's always going to be somebody who's going to go, oh, this sucks, this blows. Are you really going to be focusing on that or are you going to be focusing on the person that you serve? Right. Mm -hmm. So, but we, we have imposter syndrome. I suffer that too, where I get stuck on that one person. There might be 15 person. They're like, Oh my God, we love you. And then that one person is not reacting to me and I get stuck and I just like go on this loop. Like, why didn't they like me? What did I say wrong? you know, was my product not right? Am I overpricing myself? You start going into this whole thing. Stop, stop. Mm -hmm. Because there's someone out there who wants to buy your product, your business, what you're about. And these are the people that you need to serve. You're not there to serve the naysayers, right? So. Exactly. A hundred percent. And I think that the, you know, the more that I practice it, the more that I put myself out there, the more I realize who I'm speaking to. And so it really is just a matter of putting your feet in motion and getting out there and trying and not trying to be perfect at it. I love that you spoke about like, you know, here you are in, in the behind scenes helping so many people, but then when you put yourself in that spot, it's a different story, but look at you now and you have a podcast and I'd love for you to share how people can could connect with you on your podcast to learn more because you're so full of knowledge and your presence alone is just so inspiring as well. So, Oh, thank you so much. Yes. I mean, you know, the heart of show business, we're everywhere. We are on Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, you know, Apple Podcasts. And it, you know, it really is not just about Hollywood. I mean, people think it's called the heart of show business and I'm just going to hear a lot of technical jibber jabber but it's really to get inspired you know you want to hear the journeys of those artists that have made it and have been successful at it and what mindset uh tips they have to share you know so it's really not technical it's it, I have best-selling authors I have even life coaches on it I have you know business people it, it's really that it just kind of crosses over and and I think when you want like a little dose of feeling good um uh, you know definitely check it out it's it's uh it's fun, not because I 
I host it. Well, a little bit of it too. But it's fun, you know? Yes. And you know, it's interesting because I was just, another important thing is that, that I feel we as solopreneur or small businesses or entrepreneurs do is we're always comparing ourselves to others, right? You know, I don't know if you've ever had that where you're like looking at a store, they're like, why are they selling more? Like, you know, you're always going. So I get I get caught up in that too. It's not even jealousy. I wouldn't even say that it's jealousy. It's sort of like, it's a little bit like the why not me kind of syndrome. Like, why are they selling more they do? Or why are they getting, you know, this movie done and mine hasn't happened yet. And we kind of get into that state of mind sometimes we're all guilty of it it's it's about asking yourself and saying what are they doing right mm-hmm. i mean it's pointless whether they have better movies or better clothes than you and i do you know and maybe that's why they sell they're clearly doing something right you know and i and i really believe that if we focus on what our competitors are doing that is right and instead of just taking our emotions off of it going what you know, dress and this sucks. It's all polyester, but they're going and buying that. Or like, why are they buying this movie? It's horrible, you know, but (laughs) but they're not, you know, they're not giving the green light to my project. You have to kind of go, they're clearly doing something right. And it all boils down to mindset, whether we like it or not. There's something in their energy. There's something in what they're allowing to happen in their lives that is making it happen. And, you know, I think it really comes down to the giving aspect when we are giving, when we're walking into that room or that presence and we're giving and we're focused on the other person in that room that we can serve. That's when the people that you're meant to serve really start showing up because you're thinking about them and they sense that. And then that's when you can make connections later as well. But I do think that, you know, when you walk in and you're kind of insecure in that moment and unsure of yourself you're you're focused on yourself and you're not focused on giving and that giving aspect is what draws people and is so attractive exactly exactly and you have to be very clear on who you are mm-hmm. you know if you don't know yourself how are you going to be able to sell yourself right so you have to really do you know i always call it like a forensic analysis of your strength and weaknesses and your journey and where you are now and where you're going and what is your brand you know what does your brand say about you and it's not about again your product it's about you mm-hmm. what do you what are you here in the world to do what are you here to say and uh, how can you pitch that because there's going to be somebody out there who's going to say yes I mean we're all thinking about the nose but it, it's like dating right you know you're well I don't know. I've been single for a little bit, but, but it's like dating, right? It's like, are you, someone out there is going to want to marry you or date you or have your babies or, you know, whatever that is. There's there's, there's billions of people out there. It's mathematically impossible that there's not a client out there or there's not someone who wants to buy your product. You just have to find a way to speak to them in a way that they will come to you and they will find you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you said, it's just about being yourself. I can speak to that event just when it comes to filling the store. You know, this was a hard knocks, just learn and figure it out startup business for me. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to fill the store with things that I like. And it's funny how many people started coming in. And at first, my reaction was like, 
ooh, do I have the right things? But I have had over and over and over, this store's so cute. I love this item, you know, and I get a lot of great feedback, but, but they're loving what I chose and what I liked, you know, picked out. So really it's just those people are coming because we're similar, not because, you know, there's anything special. It's just that I picked things that I was comfortable with and that's what they're comfortable with. And then, you know, the magic happened. So. Exactly. And I, if I recall you also, as I did, we were able to navigate through the pandemic somehow because, you know, we found a way to pivot, right? I mean, I couldn't make movies. Everything was shut down. You had your short, your store that obviously was closed and you had to take it online. And that's why, you know, coming full circle with what you said at the beginning, you know, being on, on video and on camera, it is so important, you know, whatever that is, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you know, sending a video message on your blast emails, it is so important, especially became important because I couldn't go in your store if I wanted to. Somebody could not see me on a movie set because there was no movie set, right? Mm -hmm. I couldn't go and have a meeting with someone and try to pitch them anything. I had to be here. Mm -hmm. I had to be Zooming, you know, like we are right now. Right. So, so important. So often we think, oh, I've got a business on a street or, oh, I've got a business online and everybody knows I'm out there. Well, no, nobody, they don't know. They're, they're not looking on Google specifically. You have to put yourself out there. You know, they may be looking for um, your item, but it doesn't mean you're going to show up. And the more present you are, the more they're going to recognize you. And it's just like putting that info out there, putting that info out there. It's kind of like a virtual shake the hand often. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember you just said before we started the interview that, you know, you know, a lot of artists there who sometimes are selling things, you know, on the street, quote unquote, you know, probably at, you know, markets and things like that. And you want to keep, you know, you want to do simple things, even just have if you're having a booth and you're selling on the street, you want to have a little paper where say, can I put you in my mailing list? You know, do can I have your email address when somebody come by or Will you sign a guest book so that you can keep in touch with those people? You can do a live while you're selling and say, check me out. I'm over here. You know, come and see me. Come say hello. I got free coffee. You know, like come up with some ideas where people would want to connect with you. You know, you could have an open house in your store, you know, and say it. You have to keep on doing it because, you know, that's is going to make people go and say, oh, I remember Mary Lee. I want to go buy with her. Because it's a fun experience and she's got great prices and she's got great clothes, but ultimately I have fun doing that, right? So 100% about the fun. Yes. I love that. It's about just stepping out, getting out there and connecting. It's about being real 100%. And it's about giving because the more you're giving, the more you're serving, the more you're going to reap the benefit of that. And it's really how we change and make a difference in society, period. So I love that. Thank you so much for joining me today. I absolutely love that we have gotten to connect. I know we need to do this again. This was just a brief introduction, but I know we have a whole lot more to talk about. So excited to join with you again, Alexia. Thank you. Um, my listeners, you can go to her podcast as well. She's so full of knowledge and stories. So heart of business or the heart of show business podcast. And she's on. I'm pretty sure you're on several multiple streams. That's it. You can <laughs> <laughs> yes. like wearing the swag and oh, all. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. Speaking so. of fashion. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, thank, you. thank you for having me, Marilee. It's been, it's been lovely. And, 
And uh, I love what you do. I love that you are finding your voice. So you always had a voice, but you're using your voice to um, help your fellow solopreneur and startups and everything. And I think the best way to learn it is from people who have done it, not necessarily just from like the big, super big teachers. That's always great to do as well. But you want to hear it from somebody that you can relate to. And clearly that was a brilliant idea on your podcast. So thank you for having me. Thank you as well. We'll see you again soon.